Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. What are your resolutions? Feel free to let me know. You guys know there's a way through this application that you guys can send me voice recordings or uh, comments. So feel free to do that because I would love to hear what some of your resolutions are for 2020. 2020 vision. We ready. As you can see, I'm snapping my fingers. Okay, so welcome back. The cheesiness has come to an end for now. Um, If you are under the age of 18, as usual, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. Any and all of them. This applies to every single one. Very important that you're aware of that. When I create an episode that is appropriate for uh, a younger audience, I will definitely... uh, make you guys aware but for the moment just for the purposes of being safe and erring on the side of caution I like to throw out that disclaimer so that there's no confusion because I do as well as many of my guests discuss a lot of mature topics um, and a lot of heavy topics that can be very triggering for a younger audience even for an older audience really Um, even for adults A lot of the things I talk about are triggering for me to talk about, but I know it's part of the healing process. And there's catharsis at the end of it. So with that said, today I want to talk about empathy. (sighs) Empathy. First of all, let's break it down. What is empathy? And why is it important? Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and sort of feel or imagine what it would be like to feel what it is they are feeling. So empathy is like your best friend is getting married and you feel the same amount of excitement that they do about the fact that they're getting married. Well, I think saying the same is probably not accurate, but about as close as you can possibly get to the same level of excitement that they're experimenting or experiencing rather. Empathy is when your best friend's family member passes away and you're able to put yourself in their shoes and sort of feel that pain. But empathy goes beyond that. Empathy is also being able to put yourself in someone's shoes when you don't particularly understand what they've been through. So it's a lot easier. I'm sitting up. Getting more comfortable because I'm getting into the conversation now. Um, And I'm going to take a water break as well. Um, matter of fact, speaking of water breaks, one of my best friends, uh, shout out to Peely, 
got me a little uh, a bottle of water for my birthday, like one of those that keeps the water hot or cold, um, depending on what your preference is. I know a lot of people like to drink their water maybe warm with like a little bit of lemon in it. Um, and then other people like to drink it super, super cold. So she got me one of those. So I've been making use of it um, to remind myself to drink my water because I'm really bad about that. So empathy, back to the point. It isn't just as simple as, oh, I empathize with your loss of a loved one or I feel excitement at the thought of you getting married. It's also being able to put yourself in someone's shoes when you don't particularly understand what they're experiencing. Say you've never been homeless. Say you've never lived on the street. Say you've never gone a day without eating or drinking water. Say you've never had a drug addiction. Say you've never had a mental illness. But do you empathize with them? Can you put yourself in their shoes and feel what it must be like to have those experiences? That is empathy. Now, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you're born with empathy. You either have it or you don't. And you know what I got to say to that lies you tell empathy can absolutely be taught of course the best way to teach empathy is to teach it to children you gotta strike early you gotta start them young I'm not saying it isn't possible to teach empathy to an adult or to an adolescent it absolutely is possible but Teaching it to children is better because you're starting early. You are getting them accustomed to living a life where they're having empathy for other people, where they are having this compassion for other people and hopefully getting them on the right path to maybe even help other people in different ways. It's different when people are older, just in general. Um, when it comes to getting help, when it comes to everything, I've discussed before that my favorite population personally, um, are adolescents, like anywhere between like 11 and 18. I do enjoy children though, um, a lot. And I do think that a big splash can be made with kids. A big difference can be made with kids therapeutically. Um, and I think that We spend a lot of time in schools and this is no shade against our education system because there are a lot of things that we are taught that are absolutely essential to ensuring that we are prepared for the world. But in my humble opinion, there are also a lot of things that I was taught in school that y'all, I've never used it again. I've never needed it again. I've never used it again. And why can't we have a course on empathy? Why can't we start them young? Why can't we have a kindergarten course on empathy? First grade, second grade, third grade. Like, I just feel like there should be 
more done to teach people empathy. And I think people have this just false idea that, no, no, you're born with empathy or you're born without it. It is what it is. No, oftentimes people who are sociopathic in nature, and when I say sociopathic, I'm referring to people who have an absence of or lack empathy. These people, oftentimes those behaviors are learned or acquired through certain environmental uh, factors, uh, things that they saw growing up, certain trauma, you know, the way that their brain responded to certain life events. Do genetics play a role? Of course. But environment is a powerful thing. And what you see is powerful. And what you learn is powerful. And I remember growing up so much saying, oh my God, like, I suffer from depression and anxiety because, you know, my dad and his side of the family all suffer from, you know, some kind of underlying mental illness. And although I'm sure that plays a role, what is more significant is what I saw growing up, what I learned. And so all that to say, empathy can absolutely be learned. So parents out there, make sure you teach your kids. If if your kids are particularly privileged or you get them a lot of gifts for Christmas, make sure you teach them, you know, this is important to be grateful for because not every child has access to this. And beyond that, teach them how to give back. Maybe like have them, you know, wrap some toys for some, you know, underprivileged children and donate it to a toy drive. It isn't just teaching empathy. It goes beyond that. You got to get the kids involved. You got to make them care. And that's how we create good people in this world. That's how we create individuals that are healers, that are helpers, that want to make a change in this world, that want to leave it better than how we found it. Good people don't just happen. They're created. And so, empathy is important. I have a tendency personally to over-empathize. Um, I have a lot of empathy. I mean, my empathy, it's almost debilitating. And now I'm speaking to the empaths out there. The fellow empaths. So an empath is essentially a very empathetic person. Someone who's very attuned to the feelings uh, of others. And I've always been that type of person. And I, I take it to a whole, whole other level. And so while it is important to have empathy, and I absolutely encourage you to have it, know that you can make space for your empathy and also set boundaries and limits when you need to. And shout out to my best friend, Steph, who is a therapist who has taught me that because I have this kind of all or nothing pattern that I get into when I go into my depressed state. Um, And my depressed state typically is a lot of just self-hatred, a lot of me um, beating myself up or putting myself down or making myself feel bad. And Steph will always say to me, she'll say, 
Oli, you know that, you know, you can make space for all of these feelings. You can feel bad that you're not there for this particular person at this particular time that they need you, but also self-preserve and understand that your energy is important and that you cannot spread yourself thin for everyone. Because what I tend to do is like, if someone needs me in a particular moment and I can't be there for whatever reason, um, I tend to beat myself up and be like, oh my God, this person needs me. I'm not a good friend. Like, what am I doing? And that's when Steph will come in and say, hey, listen, you have to do what you can. Everyone in life does what they can. Most human beings do not overextend themselves. You do. (laughs) And you need to figure out a way to stop doing that because what overextending yourself does, it, 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 creates resentment later on residual resentment and this is the story of my life because I give of myself to no end because I love people I love everybody I love everybody and I want to be part of everything and I want to be there for everyone and I want to make sure that I'm a support system to everyone that I care about but I have to understand that sometimes being a support system to everyone you care about can just mean sending a text and saying hey I love you I'm thinking of you hope everything's okay and leaving it at that and not feeling like you need to like go the extra mile necessarily and so with empathy when you have too much of it like me there needs to be limits as well you know because you need to have empathy for yourself too and (laughs) working on that and so for me this year 2020 I'm really really trying to like make it more more about me and less about other people more about my journey and what I'm trying to accomplish and what I'm trying to get done and less about other people which is super unbelievably hard for me to do because I am so unbelievably um connected to and attached to so many amazing human beings in my life that I want to be with and share memories and moments with but at the same time I had this realization today before recording this podcast where I was like oh my god I spent a lot of time and energy on other people in general and like thinking about them thinking about things to do for them about ways to make them happy um about ways to help them resolve their issues, whatever it may be. And I'm just like, you know what? No one's responsible for that but me. I'm responsible for that. No one is putting a gun to my head and saying, hey, Oli, fix all my problems, you know? I'm choosing to to take that on. And so I need to learn to just let go and surrender and accept that sometimes my loved ones are going to be sad. Sometimes they're going to be depressed. Sometimes... Um, they're going to need me and I may not be able to be there and it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't love them or that I'm not a good friend because I don't have a consistent pattern of not being there on the contrary I most often show up for people and so also understanding that someone who loves and cares for you um, will understand that you need to prioritize yourself and this is something that 
me and my best friend Steph talk about all the time. Um, I always talk to her. When I vent to her, I always say, first of all, if you don't have the mental space to deal with this right now, please come back to it later. Because I, I send her a lot of voice notes. That's the way we keep in touch. We send each other voice notes back and forth on WhatsApp. And what I love about it is that it allows us both to respond whenever it is that we're feeling up to it. And I always tell her, please, if you don't have the mental space for this right now, listen later. You know, listen when you have the mental space to listen and to want to address this. No pressure. I'm not going to be angry or resentful if you don't respond to me right away. And if ever any feelings do come up for me about you not responding right away, I know how to manage those feelings on my own and how to make space for them and how to understand that you have to take care of yourself so that you can be a good friend to me. Because if she is depleting herself to be there for me 24-7, she's going to harbor resentment. And as her best friend, I don't want that. As her best friend, it is more important to me that she take care of herself. And I have empathy for her too, because I know that when I spill my guts to her, she hears everything. She hears me crying. She hears my thought process. She hears everything. And so I have empathy for her too, because I know what it's like to be her and to be on that end and think to yourself, oh my God. My friend is really struggling and I truly don't know how to help. And that's why I always remind her, hey, listen, I have other resources. I have people I can reach out to. Um, I'm going to be okay. I'm doing what I need to do. And all you can control is being an ear for me whenever you have the mental space for it. And I think also... It helps me to be an empath because it makes me very considerate of other people and their feelings and their emotions with regards to my feelings and my emotions, if that makes sense. So, more water. In short, empathy is important it is needed in order to make the world a better place in order to give people the motivation to do better and be more selfless but in being more selfless you don't necessarily need to neglect yourself you are the most important person And you need to make space for you and for your feelings before you can make space for anyone else. And once you've done that, you give of yourself as much as you feel you can. No more, no less. Because if you overextend yourself like your girl right here, you're going to feel at times like you can't breathe. Especially when you're a therapist and you're listening to your clients' issues and then you have family and friends and loved ones that are reaching out to you. You need to self-care. Take care of yourself so that you can then 
take care of others because I know anyone who cares about you is going to want that. So with that said, thank you for listening and I will catch you guys next time. And I am hoping, fingers crossed, that next time I can bring on a guest. But for right now, it's just me, myself, and I. Once again, Happy New Year. I pray that 2020 is the best year yet for all of you.